بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده أبان سيستس on the subject of I said yesterday I would talk to you about this word sacrifice you know we have this terminology which we use in uh, work of deen I'm sure many of us have heard this. Sacrifice for the sake of Allah. Sacrifice for Islam. Deen ke liye khurbani kijiye. Deen ko khurbani ki zarurat hai. Allah ke liye khurbani kijiye. My humble, and I don't say, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, may Allah bless him and feed his forward with more. He said, the one who says, in my humble opinion, is not being humble. <laughs> so I won't say humble. Remove the word sacrifice with respect to Islam, with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from your vocabulary. Right? Swear an oath to yourself that you will never ever use the word sacrifice. Qurbani. With respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with respect to your deen, to Islam. Now, why do I say that? And why do I say that with so much of emphasis? For very simple, logical, linguistic reason. And that reason is the meaning of the word sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? For something to be a sacrifice, there are two conditions that must be satisfied. If these two conditions are not satisfied, that thing cannot be a sacrifice. Right? What are, what are the two conditions? First condition is that the thing which you are sacrificing must belong to you. It must be yours without a doubt, without any questions, without any disputes. This is mine. I can do with it whatever I like. I own it totally and completely. First condition. Second condition is that when you use this thing for that sacrifice, then you must not get a return. You must not get a return. There should be zero return. Right? That's why I always say the only sacrifice, the only true sacrifice in the world is what the tandoori chicken did for you. Poor thing gave up, gave up its life and it got nothing in return and you had tandoori chicken. But jokes apart, these two conditions. Now, apply this standard of these two conditions to anything that you do for the sake of deen, for the sake of Islam. Whether you spend time, whether you spend energy, whether you spend money, whether you use your influence, uh, you know, to help... Uh, the causes of Islam, to help people in need, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever you spend in whichever form, material, measurable, not measurable. First condition, does it belong to you? Is your time your own? If your time is your own, then extend the day to day by one hour for yourself. For yourself. Go watch a movie, but one hour. 
So the day today for you is 25 hours and the day for me is 24 hours, me and everybody else. Is that doable? Extend your lifespan by five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes is all that it takes to make istighfar, right? So, alhamdulillah, if we die, just before we die, if we get these five extra minutes, then inshallah we can say, Allah, inshallah, I will be in Jannah definitely because I will make sure that I beg and beg and beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously five minutes to forgive me and Allah promised to forgive, inshallah. Can you do that? So, do you own your time? Energy. Think about the day when you are feeling really low. So, just sit there and boost it up. Let me see. Can you do that? Money. Is it yours? Truly. If it is yours, then you should have complete and total control over it. Right? It is yours. Financial markets crash. What happens to your money? Now, I can give you any number of such examples. Health. Right? You're feeling fabulous, fantastic, what not. As I'm talking to you today, as I mentioned before, Alhamdulillah, I'm on this regimen of diet and exercise. But one of the outcomes of the exercise is that I seem to have pulled a muscle in the in, in my um, hamstring, in the left leg, uh, behind the knee, and I have a kind of cramp in my calf, in the left leg. Um, people said, drink water, I'm drinking water. I, um, I applied some medicine on it and so on and so forth, but it's still very painful. Uh, but I'm still walking, uh, not the uh, same uh, distance, but a little bit less, but not that much less. So, Alhamdulillah, the point being that it's my health, but do I really own that? Am I in control of that? Apply this to anything at all, my brothers and sisters. Absolutely anything at all, without exception. Is it yours? So the first um, condition of something to be a sacrifice itself failed, right? The thing is not a not a sacrifice because we could not fulfill even the first condition. It is not. It doesn't belong to me. Okay. So now, since we could not fill the fulfill the first condition, the second condition is pointless to talk about. But let's talk about that anyway uh, to complete the argument. As I said, for a sacrifice to be a sacrifice, it must not give you any return. And this is even easier than the first one to understand. Is there any action, any action, from the smallest to the biggest, of any kind whatsoever, well, literally, you smile, huh? you smile. They say it takes less effort and uses fewer muscles to smile than it takes to frown. So, the smile is the cheaper way of doing something, of moving your face muscles, exercising your face muscles, 
The cheaper way of doing that, easier way is to smile. Even when you smile, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a reward. He said, the, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the smile is sadaqah. Smile is sadaqah. Now, is there any action at all that you do with ikhlas for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to please you, for which there is no reward? Is it possible? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man jaa bil hasanati falahu kam ashawru amthaliya. When a person comes with one good deed, how much is the reward? Ten likewise. Less than ten, there is no reward. Less than ten, there is no reward. Allah will not give one is to one. Allah will not give one is to five. Allah will not give one is to seven. Allah will give at least one is to ten and then more. So now, take this concept of sacrifice and give it a decent burial. Dig a hole in the ground and bury it. And never use the word again, as far as the deen is concerned. And there's a big reason why I'm saying that. Because when you use this term sacrifice, it limits what you do. Because your mindset changes from investment to cost. You're looking at an investment like a cost. That is the, the dumbest and the most stupid thing that you can ever do. Ask me, I'm a business consultant. The dumbest and most stupid thing you can do, you can do is to look at an investment opportunity as a cost. Right? There is nothing dumber than that. Because it means that you will limit the amount that you will invest, which means automatically that you limit the return that you will get. Now, does it make sense? The, 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 the wise person, the clever person, who um, is the one who invests in things that give him the best return. Not somebody who invests in something which gives him losses. So why would you consider changing a mindset from investment to cost to be an intelligent thing to do. It is the most dumbest and the most stupid thing that you can do. So, get out of that. Get out of that mindset. Say, no, it's an investment. What we spend in the path of deen is an investment. In our akhirah, and unlike investments in the dunya, which the people who guarantee them have no power to fulfill the guarantee, which are subject to all kinds of of, of uh, problems and all kinds of ups and downs and things beyond, uh, beyond the control of the people controlling the investments, the investment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the investment with in the akhirah, is guaranteed by the one who has the power to control it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla So remove this word from your vocabulary and change it for remove sacrifice and change it for investment. Final point. 
the issue with the sacrifice mindset is that it always has a it is a zero sum game there's always an ending even the most generous person in the world even the one like i said hatim rasam rahmatullahi most generous person who has this principle zaid az zaruri the moment you come to the zaruri you have to stop giving charity because otherwise you will become a faqir you will become destitute and allah subhanahu wa taala prohibited that allah subhanahu wa taala said don't give until your hand sticks to your neck and then you become a beggar we are far 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 from that this is this is a standard being being um, stated there so don't even think about that uh, who among us gives so much that we are in danger of becoming beggars so our problem is zaid az zaruri we apply the principle but our zaruriyat the uh, things which we consider with zaruri those are <laughs> for somebody like hatim alasan rahmatullahi i don't think he would have even dreamt of something like that. right subhanallah i mean how far we have come from uh, the standards that we uh, are supposed to follow and those are the standards which the standards of returns the standards of goodness the standards of real wealth right so here we are in a situation where the most generous person will have to stop at some point in time even if somebody says i don't care if i come completely impoverished okay so now you have given everything including the clothes on your body you're standing there buck naked now what so sacrifice always ends but investment never ends because the more you invest the more you get the more you invest the more you get continuous in increase ad infinitum all the way to the to gain and that investment is guaranteed by the one in whose control is everything ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to get the right focus in our lives so that we spend what he has given us of resources in ways which will give us the best and the maximum return inshallah wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya rabbi